This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. The Head and the Heart is out with a new album. It's called Every Shade of Blue. Underneath the sky, out in the open, every little bit can't get enough of you. You, every shade, every shade of blue. The band got its start in Seattle 12 years ago. Their first album was part of the indie folk wave that was popular at the time. And five albums later, this latest release is their most pop-sounding record to date. You can hear it in the tracks Paradigm, Shut Up, what if we all shut up? Starstruck. I don't be starstruck. Easy. Darling, when you're walking away, I don't even know what to say. And enemy lines. Walking in enemy lines, but I'm doing just fine. And all they can tell you is you lost your mind. This record was recorded early in the pandemic pandemic found the band at home for the longest stretch they had had in a long time. They took that time not only to create an album, but to invest in relationships. They hired a therapist to work with the band. I caught up with the Head in the Hearts, Jonathan Russell and Charity Rose Thielen to talk about what the six-member band was able to work on during those therapy sessions. I guess the thing that comes to mind is, is just how many... How many little scenarios had had sort of built up and accumulated over, at that point, 10 years and now 12 years? And the cautiousness and almost like the, you know, the sort of red tape that has been put around certain topics because we were always sort of in just before or in the midst of something that was kind of like high pressure or high stakes or like somewhere we did, you didn't really want to have a meltdown or cause anyone else to have a meltdown. So you just kind of keep it hidden away and unfortunately we had quite a few of those and so charity i believe it was you long before we finally decided to realize that you're brilliant and that you were absolutely right and we should just go with your instinct here and hire a therapist you had been mentioning this idea as a something you'd like to explore for a while and i think that for whatever reason no one ever really was just like let's make that happen and i think with the pandemic it, it just seemed like what else are we doing <laughs> you know and i mean and more to it than that it's an overly simple way of putting it but it, it did seem like we should use this time wisely and we're not going to be able to physically be in front of one another let's that that can be that's a double-edged sword that's kind of a bummer but it's also a positive and let's lean into that um that opportunity and I'm curious, like, how do you think it impacted the band overall? Like, do you feel like you're, you're functioning different? And I mean, when you've been a band for so long and there's so many members, obviously dynamics grow and shift and you understand what people can be sensitive about and, you know, walls can be put up. And so I'm curious, like, overall, what kind of impact do you think that made? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I wanted to I wanted to note, too, that we started seeing this therapist who was one of the like preeminent researchers on PTSD and like helped coin that back in the eighties. And it's like incredible badass uh, lady based in Nashville. But um, we started doing sessions with her initially in person. I don't know how many years ago. It was a f- anyway, a few years preceding the 
2020, you know? Um, so we had like established this foundation, but 2020 and beyond for the band is the first, the longest time we've ever been apart from each other and on break. And so we had this opportunity to, to really kind of communicate you know, when we like are in our own homes and our own spaces that are comfortable and we aren't like sharing communal space on the road. And I think that touring, it's tough because I don't think there's a lot of like enough light shed on touring, although it's like there's amazing organizations and books and biographies and stuff talking about it. But because it's such a, it's such a privileged gift to, to be able to, to be doing it it's hard to be truly honest about, you know, the negative aspects of it, you know, cause you feel like, Oh, I'm not being grateful if I'm struggling. And there's such a, like, just being kind of ripped from your homes and not having a, a sense of place is like, number one, like a psychological challenge, you know, that you have to explore all the time. And then there's ways of coping, you know, that's just traditionally popularized in what we do, you know, and then eventually that, leads to more challenges, you know, than when it started. And so I think that, you know, touring and being in a band and being in a band of like multiple songwriters, multiple opinions, and we aren't like CEOs creating like healthy team dynamics, you know, like we didn't know what we were doing. We're just like buds that had synergy or not even buds at the time, you know? And, um, so it's like, if we're going to make this work long-term and it's the hardest to stay together when you're in relationships and in a polygamous band relationship, it's like, let's do it. You know, like this was meant to be, and we got to make it healthy. Otherwise it's like not sustainable. And <laughs> when you start like exploring, kind of having those challenges on the road and you're coping, you know, you're becoming more disconnected from yourself, thus more disconnected from everyone else. And then in my mind, the songwriting suffers because if you aren't connected with yourself, you can't connect with others. And so it's like relationships are really at the heart of life and especially being in a band. What do you think are the biggest challenges being on the road that people don't talk about? Having like you have to share a space, I think, especially van touring, you know, if you're like cutting your teeth in bands you know, you're just so sleep deprived and you don't you have enough time to like eat fast food or gas station uh, delights. And so I think just physically you're really depleted and then you don't have your own space. So people like when we were early touring would usually put our earbuds in, you know, and like, okay, I'm alone now, even though I'm like on the bench seat in front surrounded by everyone else. And um, so not really having that kind of alone time, not having home and not like physically taking care of yourself. And then you're so exhausted that once you hit the stage, it's like, all right, I'm going to, you know, do, do, do a tequila shot. I'll just say, you know, and like uh, to get through it. And then, you know, it's just like all of these like things that are so romantic and it was such an adventure and so exciting and fun, especially for our band. We are like, we are so lucky. We are madly lucky. We just want to say yes to everything. And we want to like take every opportunity without realizing like we didn't have a guidebook that was like careful while you're on this ascent and while, you know, it is an adventure, but like you aren't going to be 25 forever and things are going to catch up to you. So um, I don't know. That's a few things, I guess, band touring especially is like extra challenging, but 
I mean, you're about to go on tour for the first time in a while. And Charity, you and Maddie, you know, your husband, who's also in the band, are bringing a kid, yeah. your your child on this tour. Totally. I want to ask about the, the kid thing. But first, I mean, just like having gone through, you know, doing those sessions with a therapist, are there things that you intentionally are going to look at differently because you've gone through that experience and help? I mean, just ways of communicating you know I think that's pretty paramount in having multiple voices is just like how the, the way that you see the world and the way that you communicate is not bad it's just the opposite of me or it's different and I'm not going to dismiss that you know what you're saying but uh you know so it's like trying to figure out these ways of like all these mini bridges all the time as we're communicating you know and so it doesn't become a reactive conversation. It's just like, okay, like how can we be productive and how can we also like connect and be deeper on the, on the road and like enjoy these experiences that we are all experiencing so uniquely together. I'm excited to like learn more tools on, on, you know, like being better communication, et cetera. And we're just like, I think the consistency is, is important. So we'll like remain and kind of have like bi-weekly chats with our therapist or, you know, and band meetings, hopefully weekly, you know, we've, we've talked about. So yeah, I think just keeping, just commu- the more communication, the better, even if you don't have all of the tools, you know, and the tool belt, like, I think just the more we communicate, we've found that like, I understand you better. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, we, we actually, you know, speaking of you bringing your, your kid on tour, we've um, been doing a series on sound and vision called apparently, where we talk to parents who are juggling their art and parenthood. And a lot of that has to do with like, how do you manage having a family and still touring and here you and Maddie being in the same band and bringing your child on the road. Who's, I mean, under the age of three, I'm guessing. Under the age of two. Under the age of two. Yeah. And a lot of the people that we've talked to um, who've been able to pull that off are either like do a husband and wife duos where it's just them or it's like a solo artist, you know, but like the fact that you're in a band with, you know, six people, you know, where it's not just like you and Maddie, like there's that extra dynamic yeah. there. And so I'm just curious how you plan to to juggle it all too. Yeah, I think flexibility from either side, you know, I think like an understanding, you know, like and and knowing what what we need to ask for, kind of what boundaries we need to like have a conversation about. But, you know, it's taking an, an, an added sacrifice and support from everyone else in the band to make it possible which obviously we value and really respect and I think it makes it being like a mother who is an artist who has a child you know is breastfeeding like it it makes it possible even possible and yeah I mean it's an interesting dynamic and it's pretty unique but we don't have all the answers we'll be figuring it out but uh, yeah, I don't know, John, if you have any. I was just going to say, like, and I think a lot of us, there's there's two other members who have who have children, they, both of their wives stay at home. And so it's, it is a different dynamic. But I think between that dynamic, as well as just the opportunity we've had since, what, mid-2021, we all got our vaccinations and we were able to see one another in person. And Francis came to the studio when we were finishing the record <clears throat> up until now. I mean, I think we're all we're all, the mentality is let's all try and do our best and remain flexible and remain proactive and healthy and get sleep and try. And for me personally, I've just been thinking about this a lot because 
I don't know. I think some people, they're like emotional waves are like not as steep. And mine, like when I'm when I'm balanced, I'm like pretty good. But like there's a massive difference when I sort of don't monitor my stress levels. I've noticed over the years, and it's something I've been really trying to think of a lot more go leading into this tour more so than I ever really have for any other tour. I'm also older now and like, it just, it just shows in ways where you're like, I can't show up to this tour. I mean, you guys just have so much that you're going to have to figure out on the fly. I just want to be the least, one of the last things that is like, you know, something to have to worry about. So I think as band, band members, we're all going to try and be as flexible and as forgiving and as tolerant as possible and wait for those cues and wait, wait for the times when we can actually communicate with clear heads. You know, you're not always going to have like everything that like, it's not going to be possible to end every scenario explain to us what might be the best for you guys. We're going to be figuring this out as we go. Um, so for me, I don't know, I'm trying to get on my like good sleep schedule and exercise and just like get a routine so that I'm like, I'm reliable and not some sort of like uh, potential, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be something that needs to be considered in a stressful way. So I'm going to try and do that. That. <laughs> not that before and um yeah you guys need all the as little waves as waves as possible so that's kind of where i'm at yeah yeah no i i mean appreciate that i feel like you know kids whether or not you're in a touring band you know they kind of reprioritize things in your life and they kind of weed out the more novel and trivial issues and i think that bringing her on the road, you know, on the band bus is like going to like elevate our space, I think, collectively, because there's focus on like, you want to protect this innocent life and not create any kind of trauma. And I think like, that's just like, subconsciously, probably more than consciously, I think is going to create a healthier um, lifestyle for, for us. When I was listening to this record, knowing that you all went to therapy together, the songs Don't Show Your Weakness and Shut Up stood out to me. What if we all shut up for a minute? What if we took some time to breathe? Think about the words inside for you say them. Just want to know what you need. They both seem to be a reflection on emotions and... I'm curious if you feel like those therapy sessions ended up impacting your songwriting on this album. What if we all shut up? I think at least in the way, I'm sure it did in many ways, but it, at least in the way where like, and I think Charity, you kind of touched on this earlier, is like we started speaking to one another in a respectful way. We started to feel respected from one another. We started being more trusting, which means we were then allowing ourselves to be more vulnerable. And I think the more vulnerable you are. I mean, I just think vulnerability is everything, especially in songwriting and, and creating music, but to collaborate in order to really project your full idea or to even fully listen to an idea, you really have to be vulnerable. And so I think in that regard, like those channels being broadened or wider, there's just like just more blood to come through. Um, I think that came from us having group communication, you know, like over and over. So I, uh, I think I had a massive weight or hand in our the way we interact with one another. 
creatively as well as friends in a family, really. Well, congrats again on the record. Again, the sound is amazing and just really cool to see how you all have evolved and so exciting to hear the backstory of, you know, how this came together, but also how you guys are all working on being a band <laughs> together, which is super admirable. And I and I feel like more people need to hear, like, in order to be to have longevity here, these are the things you kind of got to work on and you got to work on it. Um, so, you know, congrats to you all. And um, Jonathan and Charity, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate Very it. Well. Yeah, same. Yeah. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.